Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That Episode. I'm Trev. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 6 of Gilmore Girls, titled Rory's Birthday Parties, which aired on November 9th, 2000. I fucking love this episode. Me too. I uh, it's, Obviously, this is one of my picks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so... Like, we were talking a little bit before we hit record, and you mentioned that this movie just... That this... Oh my god, movie. This episode just feels so much like autumn. Yeah. It's, it's so comforting. It's so warm. It just... Yeah, it's very... It feels like Gilmore Girls in a way that I can't really explain. It feels like Gilmore Girls, and it also feels very 2000s. Like, yeah, I think the it, fashion is like really helping that. The fashion, the tech, like the scene oh, where they go to the mall. Oh my god! Yeah, like all of it. Everything in this episode just makes me feel like I went back in time. It's very dated in a way that is isn't like uh overdone yeah like it feels genuine yeah it which obviously it was but like yeah even then a lot of the times it feels over overproduced sometimes yeah. when you're trying to like make something of a time like of that time yeah like none of the teenagers like lane or paris or rory or anyone like they don't feel like an adult is dressing them as a yeah. teenager yeah it feels like they pick these clothes themselves right it feels authentic. It doesn't feel like somebody's being like, oh, say this or do that. Yeah. Although I will say there is one character. Let me see if you can guess who I'm going to say. There is one character who I feel like over indexes on their stereotype that they're trying to play. Tristan? Yes. Yeah, he's exactly. He's, he's insufferable. He's the weakest the- part of this episode by far. I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I just find him so icky in general. Yeah. But he is really, he's, he feels the most out of place in this show. And especially this episode. I think so. I think the the biggest thing for me is that he, like, the jerkiness. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have the charm it needs. It doesn't have the charm it needs. He's just truly such a jackass. I think it would be more charming if we saw him do something that was like... Kind. Kind. And that shows us that he like actually really likes Rory. He's just being a jerk because... Which I will say... to deal with it or something. Not to give credit to later seasons and Logan specifically. I think we do... I think Logan is is the Tristan 2.0. Yeah. Because, and even Christopher is a good example of this too, where he does, he's a bad guy nine times out of ten. And then he does that one charming thing and you almost give him credit and you kind of forget. Yeah. Where Tristan, they just have not cracked the code yet on how to write a character like this. I agree. And maybe it was purposeful. Yeah. Like I mean, maybe we they need, were like, you also need a villain. A yeah, he is the villain. I know they want to make it seem like it's Paris, but it's just so not. And even in this episode, you see that Paris and her, they do have this affection for each other, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. And I, I that's one of my favorite, the college fair is one of my favorite scenes. Honestly, all of the Paris and Rory scenes in this episode are really good. They are, especially at the Harvard table. 
Yeah, it's just really it's it's funny. It's cute. They're both awkward. Mm-hmm. I it's I find it very endearing. I agree. All right, let's jump into the episode. Yes. So we open on Friday night dinner. Um, I love early Friday night dinner. Scenes I do too. In the early seasons. I like the tension. They're like better in the early seasons. I, I agree. Think it's because they don't like they don't like get along with each other just yet. It's and just so like. It's all snappy, quippy dialogue, which and is... And they're also different. ...the best part of the show. Yeah. And they don't understand each other fully yet, so there's, like, yeah. an awkwardness and a tension to it. Um, and they're all combative in, like, such different ways... Yeah. ...that it's fun to watch them interact. I love when Lorelai says that her friend talked to her stuffed animals and <laughs> they, they answered back. her. Yeah. <laughs> I... That was something... There's a lot of parts of this scene that like speak to me mm-hmm. my grandpa always made the joke about put a post-it on it really all the time my whole childhood like up until the day he died it was always i would be like oh that's a cool thing and he'd be like yeah put a post-it on it for when i go and he would make jokes about th- things having post-its under it with someone's name and all that oh my god so i find that like so charming oh my god that's adorable and- no i I thought it was funny when she was like, why don't I ever bring a tape recorder to these dinners? Because, <laughs> but it's like, true. Yeah. And I also will say the, um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this with your parents, like your mom or your stepdad or something like that, where it's like, uh, they'll mention someone you went to school with and you'll be like, oh yeah, I don't like them for A, B, or C, or like they were weird. And they'll like argue with you about it. Yeah, or they'll be like, oh my god, whatever happened to so-and-so? And And my stepdad will always make this joke because when I was younger, I used to have these really intense friendships with people and then cut them off and never talk to them again. (laughs) And But during those times, I would always call them my best friend and be like, oh my god, she's my best friend in the world. Like, oh my god, I love her. So my stepdad, every time people like that comes up, he'll be like, oh, your best friend, your best friend. I remember her. She was your best friend ever. And it's like, shut up. Let me live. (laughs) But it's true. It's like, my mom will definitely do that where she'll mention, she'll run into someone I went to high school with. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I didn't really like them or like, I don't really like them now, whatever, whatever. And she'll like argue with me (laughs) about like, if this is a good, if they're a good person or not. And I'm like, oh my god! And I'm like, first off, I'm not really concerned with if they're a good person. I'm just giving you how I feel about them. From like, I just don't like them. I just don't like. Th- I don't need an excuse. Like, <laughs> I don't need a good reason to not like them. You know what I mean? And they'll, she'll, like, my dad will do it a little bit too, where they'll just argue with me about it, and it's like, you do not know this person, right? Like, why are they so eager to defend? Just them? because I knew them a like a while ago, I still know them better than you do now. My mom does that to me too. Like there's there's some folks in the hometown. It's mostly hometown people. It's, Have you noticed that? Yes, yes. It's never people that I know as an adult or am friends with. Because it's like, it's how the fuck are you gonna people- argue with me now? Yeah. Um. And it's like, like one time we were at a grocery store and I saw this girl that I knew when I was really young. And then we went out to the car. And my mom was like, "Oh my god!" Like you were talking to her, blah blah blah. And I was like, "Yeah, I was talking to her." And she's like, "So what did you say?" And I told her the conversation. She's like, "Oh my god, you're so fucking rude!" Like, why did you say that? And all I had said was, "She was like, so what did you guys talk about?" And I, she was like, "I was like, oh, she asked me like what I'm up to these days." And I told her I go to college and I live in New York now. Yeah. So this is when I was living in New York. 
And she's like, oh my god, that's so fucking rude. Like, she I still don't see like, how that's rude. It's she's just like, the facts. She's like, she probably thought, she's like, she probably thought you were like bragging and making it seem like your life was better than hers. And I was like, mom, what? I mean, that is crazy. <laughs> it's literally like I was asked a question and I gave an answer. Like, parents are insane. They're crazy. It's but it's true. It's like I definitely have those experiences with my parents because they still live in my hometown and I don't. And, right. like, my mom works at a place where, like, she runs into people that I went to high school with. And nine times out of ten, it's someone that I like or, like, whatever. But sometimes it's just, like, I hung out with this person, like, in a basement. Right. I like, have, mom, I have, uh, there's an int- <laughs> intimacy there that cannot be recreated. <laughs> like, like. Like. Anyway. I went to the movies with this person. That's how you know. <laughs> but, right. yeah, so it's, like, it's, it's so funny that even... Even at Lorelai's age, it still happens to her. I think it's never going to stop happening because my no. mom brings people up all the time. She'll be no. like, oh my God, you know who I saw? You know what's also fucking crazy to think about? What? You and I are close to Lore- closer to Lorelai's age in this episode. Don't fucking say that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Isn't that kind of fucking crazy to think about? Because Lorelai had Rory when she was 16. 16 so she's and Rory's turning in 16 in this So she's 31, episode. 32. Yeah, and I am going to be 30 this year in October. Old bitch. Um, excuse you. <laughs> but now you're going to be the youngest 30. I can't wait to be 30, honestly. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who, like, is scared of being 30. I'm actually really excited for it. I can't wait to age. I can't wait to age. Be the MILF you want to see in this yeah, world. Literally, it's like, I like it. But, I yeah, it. It, I thought about that halfway through. I was like, Rory's turning 16. I'm only, like, five or so years younger than Lorelai in this episode. I honestly related to Lorelai a lot in this episode. Me too. Way more than... And, like, I mean, I related to Lorelai a lot as being an old... Like, an adult who argues with their mom. (laughs) 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 An adult who argues with their mom on a regular basis. I related, but Rory really hit home on this episode more than I remember. I especially loved... Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. So let's jump. Let's, but yeah. All right. All right. So back to the Friday night dinner. They're putting post-its on everything. I skipped the intro on in this episode because I was like, I need, I'm short on time. Yeah. I need to watch this. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Emily comes in. She's like, oh, did you guys find anything you like? And um, Rory's like, oh, yep. Just getting ready for the big day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so just funny. like, I, I think another reason that these earlier... Friday night dinners is because they're just like meaner. Yeah, they're meaner, they're and they're so, so much like, meaner than they than they are in later seasons. Because they don't like each other yet, so they don't feel this need to like say the right thing or do the right thing. They're just being they're, themselves. They're you know? so much more honest. I feel. Yeah. Than they are in later seasons. Very much that, and they're just they're funnier in season. Yeah, one. And, they're funnier in season. Oh, one. also, we cannot forget. For dessert, they did have pudding. Mm-hmm. That's a very important factor in this episode. Very important. But this episode is quintessential. Yes. We just need to say that. It's like so there's so many moments in this episode where like if somebody asked me to describe season one, I would make them probably watch this. It's episode. yeah, it's like you get really good Stars Hollow, you get great Chilton stuff, you get really good Waspy, Emily and Richard stuff. Every Lots relationship of great that matters food is in this. talk. 
Every relationship that matters is in this episode. It we is kind Paris of crazy. Rory, like you see, see Paris and Emily, Rory, Rory and Lane, Emily and Lorelai, 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 Rory and Richard, Luke and Lorelai, Lorelai and Luke. Like it's everyone is so. <laughs> Everyone's in it, and it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't it feel does heavy. This all. episode moved really quick, and everybody from the town comes to the birthday party. So we see the dynamic of Lorelai's chosen family versus her real family. It's just such a fucking good episode. And it's like, like it really it is. sets up the relationship that eventually Rory and Lorelai have with Richard and Emily. Yes. So well, because like, and we'll get to it at the end of the episode, but like Emily seeing the life that Lorelai has built for herself and the, the support system that Rory and Lorelai, Rory specifically has in this town. And how much people love her. Yeah. She, it's kind Uh, of like it, it puts her back on her feet a little bit and she's like, okay, like maybe I'm wrong. I think she starts to see... I can't see... wait to talk about that. Yeah, but until then. So they're plotting They're plotting Richard and Emily's death for all the things. Right. And then Emily's like, okay, well, I can't wait to see you next week for your birthday. Is there anything specific you want to eat on Friday? And they're like, oh, um... And then <laughs> Lorelai's like, Rory, go straight about a grandpa. <laughs> and like starts signaling to the door. And she's like, very smooth. <laughs> I really like how they joke with each other in this episode too me too it's very cute yeah i and then emily and lorelei have like a little back and forth about the birthday party situation and all of that and while you're watching it you think that lorelei is gonna win but of course emily wins she never does she never wins against emily i don't think and then in the car she's explaining to rory the situation and how they'll have the party, whatever, and then they'll do their big party on Saturday. And Laura, Rory's like, I don't know what she says. To, she's like, how is it going to be big or is it going to be? She's like, is this party going to be a big deal or something? And then my favorite line that Lorelai says is, I mean, the government will close. I love everything she says. It's in that so sentence. fucking she's funny. Like, well, she promised me that the string quartet would be playing like a virgin. Barbara Jimi Streisand Hendrix is gonna... will show up. Barbara she's Streisand like Barbara Streisand's <laughs> final concert again. again. And she keeps Elvis going and Jim on. Jim are bringing chips. She keeps going on and on and on. And then as they're driving away, Rory's like putting on her seatbelt and she's like, you ask a simple question. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. She's so tired of her shit. I fucking love them both. I love them in this episode. Yeah. Okay. So next scene is at the Independence Inn and they're reviewing the menu for Lorelai's party. Yes. Um. And Suki is just the aunt that Rory never had. Suki is so She's perfect. She's so sweet. I just, Such a good friend. I love their love relationship their friendship. so much. And then Jackson comes in. Um, looking so like a good cutie. lines in this episode. He looks like a stone. He, he I know looks he, sexy. I just know that this man listens to Dave Matthews Band, Ugh. wears natural deodorant, and so hot. smokes weed. Yeah. He's a good time. He's a good time. He looks so cute, and he's talking about, like, cross-pollinating raspberries and kumquats. And just, like, him and Sukir that sounds amazing, are so by the cute way. together. It literally sounds amazing. It really does. But did you know Did you know one thing? They're not dating at this point. No, yet. they're not. But it's, so they're it's just, like, a little yet. flirtation. It's so cute and adorable. It's really... Uh, you just see them together, and you're like, oh, it's just nice. It makes you feel warm. There's another Agreed. thing, we like, that we're just cozy. Yeah. Um, and then we jump over to, um, Lorelai at the house 
and Rory calls the pizza, Rory calls to order a pizza and she's like, okay, I'm going to go study. And Lorelai's like, you're such a good provider. And it's like <laughs> so fucked up for her to say that because she recognizes the ways in which Rory is the more responsible one. And she like, doesn't really care that much. No, she's like, <laughs> oh, thank you for ordering pizza. Yeah. She she's like, she's she on knows. top of it. Yeah. So then Emily calls and is like, I want to get Rory a good, a good gift. And she's like, I'm sure she'll like anything you get her mom. And she's like, no, I want your help. Like, I want to get her a gift that she's actually going to like, and I need your help for it. And I think Lorelai has, like, a little bit of, like, a, not an ego trip, but, like, she's recognized, she's, I think she's just happy to be asked, I think in a she, way. it's really, like, watching this scene, it made me really happy. Me too. That Emily is trying. Emily is making an effort. I thought it was cute, too. I think this is more important than the pudding. Yes. Because this I agree. is an active an active choice to try and learn about Rory and Lorelai. <clears throat> I agree. Whether she succeeds or not, we could debate, but it is nice that she's like, I wanna do something I wanna get something for Rory that she will actually like. Yeah. And then while they're in that scene of them shopping She's she is act she's learning she's listening to Lorelai and taking her advice. Yes. So, um, I don't know why, but I have a note that says "fucking humiliating." So I don't know what that's I think about. It's, I think it's because I have a similar one, but I think it's about the invite. Okay, she Tristan sees the invite. showing up. Tristan wishing her happy birthday and then showing her the invitation. Okay, okay, so th- we jump back to the school then. Sorry, I yeah. can't remember where that scene was. Yeah, it's like right... So, the uh, school is in between the shopping and the right, phone call. Right, right, because they go while she's at school. Yeah. Okay, so after the phone call, we jump over to Chilton, and Rory's in the hall, and Tristan walks up to her locker, and he's like, uh, happy birthday. And she's like, it's not my birthday. And he's like, yeah, but it will be. And he starts reading to her from an invitation. An expensive-looking invitation. There's, like, literally, like really nice tissue paper between yeah. both both sides of the card and it's like printed on like expensive card stock yeah. and you just know she paid a fortune. Yeah, that is like a $6 per invitation looking invitation. Yeah, or something. And Roy freaks out and she's like who else got these and she, and he's like I think everybody in our class. I would be that, mortified. That is fucking humiliating. I agree with myself. Um I think I know the answer to this. So, but I'm asking, I'm asking as the audience. Okay. How do you feel about birthdays? Mm, I love making a big deal out of my birthday. Mm. A couple different reasons. First of all, let's start with just, I really enjoy gifts. Yeah. When I was, when, especially, okay. I'm not going to say that my number one gift, like love language is gift giving, but I really enjoy giving gifts and receiving gifts. And birthdays is one of the only holidays where the gifts have to, like, pretty much be tailored exactly to you. Like, yeah. Christmas, you could get, like, a Christmas-themed gift. Yeah, like, it's more wishy-washy, maybe. Wishy-washy, or people would just be, like, more inclined to get you something random, like a gift card. But, like, for your birthday, a day that's all about you, and yeah, that's the only reason for that day. You gotta like, put some effort into it. Yeah, and you know what I also really love? I, I actually do really enjoy the concept of celebrating my life. Like, yeah. I'm proud of everything that I've done. Like, okay, what did I do this year? And I take a second to think about it. And I, I love, like, partying with my friends and wearing a cute outfit and just, like, being me and celebrating me. And I think getting older is something to be celebrated. 
I do think so. And especially in the grand scheme of like my identity. Yes. 100%. I love being an older lesbian. I love like learning new shit. And I love like teaching my sister's stuff and being able to like provide for myself. And I, I love like also like just in the grand scheme of my life too, like, you know, I lost my dad at pretty young age. Like he was just in his thirties. And like, for me, I think the concept of celebrating life became much more important after that. So, yeah, I definitely love my birthday. I always have since I was a kid. I and think my that parents makes total have, sense. My parents have always made a big deal out of it, too. Like, my mom used to throw me these amazing birthday parties. And I have a note later where I where I wrote, basically, like, Rory's birthday party very much reminds me of, like, the kind of parties that me and my sisters had growing up. Or, yeah. like, it wasn't everybody in the town was invited. But, like, all of our family and all of our super close family friends that we've known since we were all kids would come with their kids and it would just be a huge party that went until like two in the morning with loud music and like just my parties were like that like everybody would show up everyone would make a fuss yeah my mom would go all out all of her friends would help decorate and like bring stuff and just like so yeah i i've I've grew i grew up loving my birthday and i still love my birthday as an adult that makes sense that's what i was guessing yeah what about you how do you feel about i agree about like i'm my birthdays i'm very reflective Mm. i sometimes lean like reflective leaning into like solemn sometimes for some reason oh i don't know why i i always find i'm my birthday like getting older and all that stuff doesn't make me sad but sometimes my birthday makes me sad for some reason you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i i love getting older i love experience life (coughs) and like like really looking back on what i've done and like being proud of that but yeah i don't know i've always had this weird weird relationship i don't like doing a lot for my birthday i don't like being the center of attention in that way okay so i always have like this weird like if i do something for my birthday i want it to be like a small group of people if anything i just want it to like i want to go to the movies or like go do something where i'm not the focus but I'm with all the people that I love. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big birthday person like that. I think there was like a solid five years where I cried on my birthday every year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I for like one reason like or that. another. I don't know. And I also like, I will say I relate to Rory a lot of just like feeling very out of your own body. Like at the party? You yeah, mean like at Emily's the party, party where it's just like. It's ve- for me I find that stuff to be very overwhelming. Especially when it's not it doesn't feel like it's about you necessarily. It feels like it's just a reason for everyone to get together. Yeah. Feels a little weird and I've definitely felt like that at times. But yeah, I'm I'm weird about my birthday. I think as I've gotten older I've enjoyed it more because I'm more in control of what I want to do. Yeah. Like, I I totally get that. Like I'm not saying uh, honestly I've had bad birthdays too but of course also, i understand what you mean about like i understand what you mean about like being solemn or taking moments to reflect yeah like i definitely have moments where i'm like shit i am getting older and like what does that mean yeah like it kind and, of like makes you step back and like really have like try and have a bigger perspective on like what is going on which exactly. is can be scary i mean i also feel that i feel the same way about new year's i don't like new year's I find it to be very stressful for some reason. I'm very reflective on it. And I think I dwell a lot on like what I didn't accomplish. As 
a lot and yeah. I, similar to my birthday but i've as i've gotten older i will say my birthdays have only gotten better i think as i've come more into myself as an adult and like really stand on my own my birthdays have become so much better like yeah. it, all my birthdays in my 20s have been good yeah like it's all been something that i like wanted to do like my 21st birthday i went to roller derby cute my 23rd my best friend ben and i we went out to dinner to this like fancy sushi restaurant yeah uh mickey and i went to see jaws at a drive-in one year see that's fun yeah like like, you should always do stuff that makes you happy exactly okay here's another thing i'm not in support of having a party for other people only have a party if you are in the mood to have a party but sometimes exactly. I am, and then other years I'm just like, yeah. let's take a trip. Or yeah, like, or let's do something small. Just me and a couple people, or me and one person. Yeah, or like, in 2020, obviously it was like the height of the fucking COVID pandemic, and we couldn't go anywhere or even leave the house. And I was like, I don't feel safe having a party. I don't feel safe traveling. So Bernie was like, what do you want to do? I want to make this a great birthday still. Yeah. And I was like, I want you to go really crazy with the gifts. Like, I want the best <laughs> gifts in the world. I want this yeah. birthday to be all about gifts. And she delivered. But, like, I'm saying, it's your birthday. It's a day that's all about you. 100%. Honestly, it should be treated as a yes day. Like, yes. you should get your way all day long. You should get whatever you want all day long. And I, like, last year, uh, Tony, me, and a bunch of my friends all went out to this arcade bar. And, like, all my friends hung out and, like, played skee-ball and... Uh, pinball and all this stuff and like we got drinks and it was just really like chill i love that and everyone was doing their own thing but it was all there because they wanted to hang out with me too mm-hmm. which i like that again i don't i don't love the center of attention thing that's not yeah. for me so it's nice mm-hmm. when there's an activity or like something to focus on outside of me yeah but at the end of the day everyone's there because they appreciate and want to celebrate my birthday yeah, they love you. But yeah, birthdays I find very complicated. Another reason I really like this episode because I f- it shows a really a good and a bad experience with a birthday. Right, there's juxtaposition. The yin and between, yang of it. Yeah, like there's there's definitely um, a juxtaposition between the party that is at Emily's house and the party at Lorelai and Rory's house. Yeah. Um, I think I would feel very uncomfortable at the party at Emily oh, and Richard's. Oh God, I couldn't imagine being at something like that. I, I've never again, been at a fancy party. I'm I have, but I'm only in support of a fancy party like that if I had some say in it. And in this case, Rory did not have any yeah, say. Yeah, she like, has like no I agency would, in this in this environment. Right, like the people who are invited, she doesn't know anybody at this party other than her family and her mom. And like she knows like Tristan and um, Paris, Paris, but like not in a good way. And yeah, they so, don't like, like each other. It's just really not a good experience. But yeah. But okay. they're shopping. This is one of they're my favorite shopping. scenes in the show. I love this. Emily's like, wow, this hat is gorgeous. And Lorelai's like, yeah, as soon as we have her crowned queen, we'll <laughs> give it to her. And, like, <laughs> and then she's like, no, mom, this is great. We have to get her this. And it is a guitar-shaped purse. And it's and I'm cute. Just like, you guys are so polar opposites. It's so funny. Them shopping together was so cute, though. I love any really... of the scenes where they... Sh- There's a couple scenes in the show where they shop together, or like Rory drawings and stuff like that, and they're always funny. But in this scene, it's like, Emily is trying. It melted my heart how hard Emily is trying. Although she really isn't trying. Lorelai keeps trying to lead her in the right direction, and yeah. Emily keeps going more and more expensive. Like, she started with the hat, and then she's like... Pearls! Mom. She's like, oh my god, I think we should do pearls, but... L- Lorelai's like mom no like 
No. Be He's serious. Like, okay, be serious. Okay, fine. How about a Mont Blanc pen? And it's like, she is not a fucking 40-year-old business executive who needs a $200 pen. But Emily is so classy and chic. Like, yeah, if she's... my grandma... If my grandma told my mom she wanted to buy me pearls and my mom didn't let her, I would be pissed. I'd be Same. Like, mom, Bitch, um, that's I, a down payment one day. I was like, mom, you could have let her go for the pearls, please. I, I think... I agree. I think if they had a better relationship at this point, she would have let her as like yeah. a legacy gift or something like that. Yeah. I think at this point, Lorelai is so just trying to drive home the fact, like she's just trying to teach she Emily about have, Rory. Uh, yeah. More yeah, than anything is. else. Yes, I agree. Because she lets her buy a car later on. Yeah. I'm like, that's a huge that's gift. That's a huge so expensive about... gift. So it's not yeah, the price tag it's... that she has an issue with. It's just like the, the quality of the gift. Yeah. And I okay. think at the end, eventually we see them working through a bunch of stuff. Like Emily, she picks something that I that Rory likes. And eventually we yeah. see Rory wearing. And Lorelai tells her, she's like, "This is a, you did a good job. You picked a great thing. Yeah. And it's really sweet. And you could tell Emily's like proud of herself. Yeah. For making that decision. And it is kind of like, it's not completely in the middle of both of their styles because like, it's like costumey kids jewelry. I, I found, okay, let's, we go, let's go back a little bit. She's like, Emily's like, I'm trying to shop for Rory. And then Lorelai's like, no, I'm shopping for Rory. You're shopping for your imaginary granddaughter, Barbara Hutton. (laughs) Which took me fucking out. It took me out. And for listeners, Barbara Hutton is an American socialite and a philanthropist (laughs) and an heiress. And she literally was like the most lavish. And endlessly chic. Debutante lady in the Great Depression. Yeah. Like they are, if you know the Woolworth company. Yeah. That's who she's like. She's part of that family. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's basically getting at the heart of the issue, right? Like, th- Emily is shopping for a granddaughter that she wishes she had. Like, she's shopping for the granddaughter that she wishes she had. Um, and Lorelai's trying to drive home this message of, like, that is not her. And immediately after that, Emily's like, no, I'm trying to pick out gifts that are for a nice young lady. You're showing me bullshit. You're showing me Philofax with a mermaid eraser <laughs> and a t-shirt with Farrah Fawcett's face on it. And it's like... Yeah, she's, she's a teenager. Like, she's a teenager. Okay, so then she moves on to the bracelets. And she's like, how about this right here? And she's like, oh, now that's really good. And it's literally like two bracelets. And she's freaking out over these two bracelets. And then she Emily looks at the bracelet. She's like, oh, it's $12. And she's like, mom, that's better than you would pay for it at a car wash, which is $6. <laughs> and she's like, $12 is not a present. I have to admit this is going to sound kind of classist of me, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I kind of agree. <laughs> I, I don't. When Emily, when Emily said she wanted to get her a Pashmina scarf as well, I was like, Lorelai, please let her. What the fuck? <laughs> See, I'm I'm on Lorelai's side here, where I think the sentiment... Ha- I'm also a Cancer. Okay. That's and, I'm also, and I'm a Libra. Yeah. So We're coming at things from very different perspectives with gift giving. Exactly. Where, yeah. Like, I, I tend to lean more sentimental over uh like materialistic and i i love the sentiment side of it yeah of course but the other side of me is like just the way it says a lot when someone when someone puts a lot of effort and money into something for you it does mean a lot it does but like no i get what you're saying about the okay let me but i'm but i'm agreeing like no no, yeah if think if emily had gotten her the pearls i think roy would be blown away by that 
no matter yeah. what. Not her style, yeah. but she would understand, like, this is not a thing you just casually give someone. Right. You care about someone when you give them something that's expensive, whether you have money or you don't. And I'm not even saying that I would be mad at someone if they got me a gift that cost $12. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is... I... Okay, wait. How do I phrase this? <laughs> <laughs> I... If I was shopping for a gift for someone, and this is just maybe comes down to, like, how I was raised, my mom would always say, like, a small gift needs to go with, like, another gift. Like, a medium-sized gift. Like... Yeah. A, sm- a small gift should come with, like, a medium-sized gift, and together they make a large gift. Like, it's just about what you're giving Like, balancing someone. it out. Balancing it out, making it, like, a fit. Like, you don't want to just show up with, like, a tiny bracelet. I don't know. Yeah, That's just me. I, I can understand and that. I totally get that. The bracelet is not even sentimental, too. So, like, at the, on the other side of thing, like, it, it would be okay if it was a sentimental gift and it was something small. Like, okay, I got, I somehow found this really rare collectible item. It's a small item, but, like, I paid it a lot means for a it. Lot. Or, like, it means a lot to this person. Or, like, a hand Or, like, I found this item. in a thrift store. Or, like, yeah, something like, like, I don't care if the gift is cheap, but, like, just the meaning of the gift needs to be more, and this gift does not mean enough. It's literally two beaded bracelets. Like, now, I think... Now, I agree with you generally. I will say, I think the fact that Emily is the one giving this to Rory... Means And a it's lot. so out of Emily's field of vision, and, like, style, especially considering the party that she throws for her. In the context of the relationship, this is a great gift. Yes. But it generally in general, speaking, I wouldn't I would agree with you one hundred percent. Okay, cool. But in the yeah, I think the context of their relationship and this gift, I think it means more to Rory That's because she's like, more. This is something my mom would get me and it means a lot that it came from someone my so grandma. different. Yeah. So I think that's important too. But I but like when I'm giving gifts, I go all out. Me too. Like I, I'm I'm doing a I like with like one of my the my favorite gifts that I've ever given someone was uh I gave Mickey years ago. We were still in college. A factory sealed, never been opened or used Hercules VHS. Oh my god. That I found just by chance at Savers. I love that. Like gift. I found it completely by chance. I wasn't looking, but I saw it and it's Mickey's favorite. And I was like, oh, I need that. Like, it doesn't matter how much it costs, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I found right. it and I was like, oh, this is something so... This is perfect. It's the perfect gift. So, like, uh, the yeah, the but the price didn't matter or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So, I, I, I think gift giving is really interesting. And I think the context of who it came from and what it was is what makes it, it Rory so excited about it when we see her wearing it. For sure. You're 100% right. Um, okay, so then after they go shopping, Lorelai goes to Luke's, of course. She's waiting for Rory to show up and she wants to eat something. Um, and she sits at the bar and she starts talking to Luke. <laughs> and she's like, you need to entertain me. Okay, Burger Boy, dance. And he's like, will you marry me? And he, she's like, what? He gagged her. And she's like, she he, she's like, what? And he's like, just looking for something to shut you up. But I was like, oh my, <laughs> oh, what the fuck? It gagged me. I was uh, shook. <laughs> we were all gagged. We were all like, oh. Lorelai was like, oh, 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 oh. It's She couldn't such, believe it. it. She was Also, stunned. Luke looks. He looks hot here. So sexy in this episode. Yeah. When he comes in with the ice later. I love a young Luke. Oh, yeah. He looks 
fucking hot. They rugged, both look rugged. so hot in this episode. She looks so hot at the party. She oh looks so hot at god. the party. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, yes, but it's just like, it's so good. It was very good. I love these idiots. I so really then, do. So Rory shows up. She's like, I need coffee. Like, this girl's brain is fully broken to be ordering coffee this late. Yeah, it's like six o'clock or something like that. Like, It's dinner time. Have a Coke, if anything. Oh, my. Wait, listen to this. A Coke at Luke's Diner? How have we never once seen them order anything but coffee at Luke's? I need a Coke at Luke's Diner. What if he doesn't sell it? Imagine. He was kind of a health nut in season one. No, what kind of a diner doesn't have soda? I don't know. Wait, question. What? Okay, I ordered McDonald's last week. Oh, God, so good. It was good. It hit the spot. Now, let me tell you what happened to me. Uh Uh-oh. I ordered my meal, and I I ordered a large Coke. Okay. What I received... Don't tell me this. ...was a Dr. Pepper. (gasps) McDonald's doesn't carry Pepsi products. Or whatever their version of that is. I don't know. Cherry Coke? No, it was not. It was like a Dr. Peppery... You're, you're shocking me right now. McDonald's, Dr. Pep, small Dr. Pepper soda. Whoa. It, I was infuriated. I I mean, I love Dr. Pepper, so I would have been okay with it, but I understand that you wanted a Coke. Be, and going into it with ordered. the expectation of, oh, of I'm going to have a fountain Coca-Cola. Mm. One of, McDonald's one of, Coke is the ultimate. One of life's greatest pleasures. And we to, talk about this every day. We talk, much. we text about this a lot. We talked. We talk about McDonald's Coke on a somewhat regular basis. Yeah. Like I would say once a week. I was like, I was so like, and I don't mind Dr Pepper if I'm in the mood for it. It's very rare for me to be in the mood for it. Yeah, I was. You have to be in the mood for it. Twisted. The, consider this a therapy session. Honestly. I was so upset. <laughs> I was like, I'm not drinking this. <laughs> Did you pour it down the drain? Yes. Oh my god! You I ate was... McDonald's without a drink. No, without I... my diet, Doctor Kelp. <laughs> no, <laughs> I had a Sunkist in my fridge, and that's my that's my number one favorite soda ever. Is an orange Sunkist in the can specifically? What? That is yeah. the most random thing you could have ever said to I me. Love I love orange you. soda. I love orange soda so fucking much. But I was in the mood for a Coke. Yeah. Oh, I was pissed. I went right to that sink. I the was way like, I would have literally, you. I literally would have gone to McDonald's and told them they fucked. I was drink. so pissed. I was like, the, honestly, if I'm ordering McDonald's, the rest of the shit could be kind of wrong. If the soda's okay, if Can the soda and the fries are good, and this was literally days ago. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> we ordered delivery from a drive-in place that's really close to our house, like yeah. obnoxiously close to our house. I don't know why we ordered delivery when it's two minutes from our house, but we did. <laughs> we were feeling lazy. Yeah. And this is a safe space. It showed up on our doorstep, and I was already in a bad mood because our Wi-Fi wasn't working, and it was Abbott night. Okay, so it was Wednesday, and so we were gonna watch Abbott. The Wi-Fi wasn't working, and I have cable through our streaming box, not through a cable box. So like we can stream it, but if our Wi-Fi isn't working, we can't watch cable. Yeah. So the Wi-Fi wasn't working. I was scared that I was gonna miss Abbott. I was in a really bad mood. I was like, I just want the fucking food to get here. I'm I'm so pissed <laughs> off right now. This is the worst day of my life. Bernie brought in the food and put it on the counter, and I was trying to figure out the Wi-Fi. Right. So I go into the kitchen. I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, what? And I'm like, where the fuck is my fucking drink? I ordered a large cherry coke. Oh. She's like. 
She's like, oh, they didn't have a drink. Maybe I left it outside. Go check. And I went outside and there was no drink. And I literally saw red. Like I I, I, I almost punched a hole in the wall. I'm my, on your side. Temper, I'm on my, your side 100 fucking percent. You're right. My temper exploded in that moment. I went back into the living room and I screamed so loud that Brittany was like, what happened? Did you stub your toe? And I was like, no, I was just really mad. So I just screamed. Do you ever have that when you're just like so mad that you scream? So I had a bet Porter moment. I was really like, fuck, like that. That happens to me more than I can explain. <laughs> that happens to me an unhealthy amount, I'd say. I was but you got to so- let it out. I, I had to let it out. I was just so mad. She was stunned. She was speechless. She came in. She came running in the living room. And she's like, oh, my God, what just happened? And I was like, I was just really mad. So I just had to like. You got to let it I, out. I, I was like, I needed to scream. So I screamed. And she was just like, wow. And she like, wow. <laughs> 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 Honestly, have- God bless Bernie. Oh my god, God bless, God bless both of our partners. I don't know how they put up with us. I don't either. God, uh, Tony is moving in in May. Oh my god, congrats! Yes, I'm very excited. We're both really excited. I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> More power to you. I remember a couple episodes ago when I was like, you were like, we are Michelle. We are grouchy. And I was like, I am not grouchy. Stop calling me grouchy. I'm <laughs> saying that I'm like him. <laughs> yes. Yes, I remember. <laughs> okay, so like, I would just like to backtrack a little bit and not... <laughs> I'm not rescinding. <laughs> You're like, yes, I did throw a fit over my soda. But I, I'm not a grouch. I'm not I also threw a fit my- over my soda. I did too. Like, I get it. In the past week, we've both thrown fits over soda. What the fuck is wrong with us? We need. I wanted media. my Coca-Cola. I'm I not. I paid it- for it. Yeah, I paid for it too. I got a refund so fast. Oh yeah, bitch, me fast. too. I I got in that I was fucking like, DoorDash and I was like, my order didn't show up. Me too. I was, I was like, like I'm what happened, refund. guys? Fuck that. You got me fucked up. I was pissed. I was pissed for a moment. Like I, there was no thoughts in my brain. I was just like mad. Like we you stand. Know, you know when your brain goes solidar- empty, and you're just like so mad. <laughs> we stand in solidarity <laughs> with gig workers because that is truly a hell I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Don't forget my fucking drink. I'm not even criti- You know what? I'm not criticizing the McDonald's workers. I'm not criticizing the DoorDash worker. No. I am criticizing the, the McDonald's system we have built in yeah. this country that makes it yeah. hard for me to just walk down the street and get a fountain Coca-Cola. Because half, the, half even- the time if I'm ordering a McDonald's, I don't even need the McDonald's. I just want the soda. But it's impossible to get anywhere. This is God's fault. I'm blaming God. I'm in. Anyway. All right. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on from the soda <laughs> like moment because I'm I'm heat, starting to, I'm heated. starting to get annoyed again thinking about that. Um. I think we both need to go get a coke after this. I'm going to the movies tonight, and they're gonna have Pepsi products. Ooh. Yeah. And it's gonna be annoying. Where? Like, I'll. Go, I don't you need to Google this right one. now, actually. Um. But. I love, <laughs> I think Rory should have told Lorelai. I, you know what I love this moment? Season one, Rory is such a baby girl, Libra. She's an actual she, teenager. 
<clears throat> she is. She's having a major Libra moment because she doesn't want to tell Lorelai about the invitation because she sees that she had a good day with Emily and she doesn't want to mess up the good moment she had with Emily. And, like, I've had so many moments like that with, like, my mom and my grandma. Same. Especially, like, my mom and grandma love each other to the world ends, but they get on each other's nerves. Yeah. Like, nobody in my family understands my grandma. She's a Scorpio, and she's very emotionally volatile. <laughs> and my mom and my mom and my aunt, especially, they're both Leos, and they don't understand how her emotions work or how her brain works. And yeah. I do get it. I have a lot of Scorpio on my chart, but also just, like, I'm very close with my grandma, so, like, I get her. Yeah. But, like, sometimes my grandma will do something super emotional or super, like, just difficult for them to understand or like she behaves in a way that makes them frustrated with her like she can be very like sentimental for example and like they get frustrated when she like holds on to things for a really long time or like can't let go of a grudge and they they get annoyed with her and they just like give up oh baby i hold a grudge for rory to go and be like mom you don't you won't believe what grandma did today blah 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 especially after they had a day where they finally got along for once yeah she wants to keep the peace she wants to keep the peace like a Libra would and keep everything perfect. And, like, it's just a really cute moment that I really related to. Yeah, I appreciate Rory in this in this episode for not wanting to make a big deal out of it. I mean, obviously, and eventually it becomes a bigger deal. Yes. Like, and inevitably it was going to blow up. I agree she probably should have just told her, but I get why she didn't. And yeah. And I related to that immensely. I was reading a little bit of a review about this episode before we started recording and I it annoyed me because they were talking about this specific thing and they were like their reason they don't like that she didn't tell Lorelai which is fine I think that's whatever but their reasoning was kind of stupid for me in my opinion because what did like, they say if we if they the show wants us to believe that Rory is as mature as she as it th- thinks she is she would have told her about this invitation situation. And I was like, I think you're forgetting she is, in fact, a teenage girl. Right. Like, she's not going to be perfect all the time. Just because she's mature for her age doesn't mean she has, like, a full understanding of her emotions and the dynamics of her family. Right. Like, that's still at play here, and especially when her family is kind of volatile. They're totally wrong. Wait, 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 wait. They're totally wrong. If Rory was as mature as the show wants us to believe that she is, she would have told Lorelai, no, have, throwing a fit because your grandma is throwing you an expensive party and invited your friends from your um, school would have made her more immature. More immature because she's throwing a fit and trying to get her way. I think it's more mature that she didn't say anything and just sucked it up. I to agree. a fight from happening between her mom and grandma. I like, agree. That was very selfless of her. And I think in the end, when she does kind of at the party, snap at Emily, I don't see that as immaturity. Me either. I, I think was on her side. I'm, she's defending herself. Exactly. She's standing up for herself to someone who does not listen to her. Period. We both, we are both right. That review is dead wrong. Very, I was uh, very annoyed. I did not continue to read it. I wouldn't have either. Because I was like, you're just, you're misunderstanding the character, like, you're misunderstanding That's her. That's a gross mischaracterization. Her motivation for hiding it. Yeah. And that's important here. The context of why she's hiding it and the relationships in play are important to her decision. Some people in this world are just not emotional enough to understand character motivations. And that's fine. But just say that in your review. Just say, I don't get why Rory did not tell Lorelai. And leave it at that. Don't say she's immature. Which I think is understandable. 
Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I wouldn't react that way, so it doesn't make sense to me. But that doesn't that mean would that have it's been a more inaccurate. honest. Yeah. Right. But I think she does the right thing for her at this moment. And uh, yeah, eventually she blows up. Not And she doesn't even blow up that bad. Please. This is fucking nothing compared to the shit that I've said to my family at parties. Yeah, this is not a big deal. But it's an important moment for her to see, to really experience what her mom went through as a teenager. She really is. She finally gets it, I think. Yes, in a way that she always kind of, she always understood, I feel like, but now she understands it completely. Physically, firsthand. Yes, she stepped into her shoes, like, to the point. She literally goes and lays in her bed in her bedroom. That moment was supposed to show us now she's putting herself in her mom's position and is in her mom's position and can relate and understand why Lorelai's relationship. And she's better off than Lorelai was because she has someone who can walk her through how she's feeling and 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 help her escape from it or like help her deal with it. Make her make sure she knows she's not crazy for feeling the way she's feeling. Right. Because I mean, as we can see, like Emily is really good at making you feel crazy for kind of disagreeing with her right so it's okay. good that lorelei steps in and is like hey we've been there it is good. <laughs> she's a good mom she's like just let it be a lot of good mom okay. moments in this episode on top of just like good friendship between them yeah especially i love the next moment that we get which is that she's laying in bed oh. and she's literally asleep and lorelei comes in to wake her up to be like this is the moment where i was going through labor and in a way, it's annoying because it's like she's literally fast asleep and it's four in the morning. But also it's really cute because it's like Lorelai being like, this is the exact moment in which I brought you into this world. I, my mom does this to me. Really? My mom, every single year on my birthday brings up her lab- the labor. Oh, God. And every, t- like, my mom <laughs> will like guilt me about it. Oh my god, that's kind of like, cute. Talk to me about it and everything. Like I had s- uh, some say. Like you had nothing to do with it. I was like, <laughs> I was simply a st- like a. I was You're like, mom, I didn't ask for this. I was an accessory to the experience. I really did not know what was happening. I had no say. But mom, I had no consciousness. My mom will text me uh, at the time of my birth. Oh my god, that's adorable. and like mention that specifically every year. I, I love that. Yeah, it's very cute. So I, I this is a cute moment because I just like... I, I relate to it. Yeah, I relate to it a lot. Of, and especially like my mom and I are really close like these two are. So it's it's cute. It feels it feels very familiar. Yeah. This moment is one of the quintessential Gilmore Girl moments. Yeah. Like, this is one of those moments I think that for most people you would say sealed the deal. Yeah. So to speak. And like, Rory's... You watch the show and you believe it. Rory's joke, I wonder if the Waltons ever did this. Okay, and I was going to ask, did she mean the family that owns Walmart, or did she mean the family from the TV show? I think it's the... I'm assuming it's the Walmart family. Okay, because I think that's very funny. (laughs) It could be either. It could be either, very easily. I think Rory making a a joke about Walmart is so wild. I think that's topical, but I also think it would have been appropriate if she meant the family from the TV show because of how TV show lovers... Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, either way, good reference. People, reach out to us with your opinion on which family. Yeah, Amy Sherman Palladino, what did you mean? Um, Reach out. Reach out. So then the next day they go to Luke's, or I should say Rory goes to Luke's, and he blew up (laughs) birthday balloons for her. And he made her coffee cake. So cute. His stepdaughter... He's real. It's sweet. 
Him immediate him not saying anything other than wrong table. Oh my god. Like, can you be normal for a second, sir? He's such a grouch meister. He's such a I grouch, but it's so cute what he does. Uh, it's adorable. He has his own way of showing love. Yeah. And this, is, this is how he does. Um. Also, I love Lane's sweater. I did not catch the sweater, but I thought it was really cute when Dean whispered happy birthday. He looks really handsome. Yeah, he looks really handsome in this episode. Yeah, he does. It's like, the smile, the whole leather jacket, very charming. back hair thing. Just like, how could you not have a crush on him as a teenage girl in this town? You know what I mean? Yep, I agree. Uh, but um, yeah... I like Lane. This whole Lane and Rory situation, like scene, is really cute. I did not pay attention during the scene. All I wrote was just about Dean whispering "Happy Birthday." I have not a single note about Lane. I don't even remember what she said. I mean, they're just mostly just talking about the whole invitation party thing. Oh. And Lane is asking like, "Why didn't you tell her?" And she, Rory, just explains like the pudding, and they're getting along, <laughs> and they went like all this thing. Lane is the voice of the audience for the yeah. People. Well. Actually, Lane is the voice of the emotionally clueless audience. <laughs> but it's a good because question to bring up because then Rory explains why. But we needed a character to ask. But for those of us who didn't need a character to ask, we understood what why she did that. Some of yeah. us understood and perceived exactly why she did that. <laughs> for those of you who did not, like the person who wrote that stupid scathing review, um, Lane is there to ask the question for yeah. you. And I, it's just, it's nice to see Rory still have these connections to Sars Hollow that she loses eventually in Lane. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I like watching them at the diner in the morning, you know, and you have these, it's, it's the very small town feel of it. It's cute. And, um, okay, so then we jump over to Emily and Richard's house and Emily is screaming at everybody. <laughs> She's just a fucking terror. She's like, why are you touching that? Why are you touching that? I want those six inches apart. Get a ruler. And she's just like very bossy, very in her element. I love her so much. I really, <laughs> I just, she is a terror on this household and I love her. I love her very much. It's time for the birthday party and Emily opens the door and Rory and um, Lorelai are standing out there with their dresses and they're like, ready for the party but emily like doesn't recognize lorelei's dress so she's like is that all i thought there was more to it because <laughs> lorelei like um modified their dresses yeah. to make them a little bit cuter i think and i really like rory's dress i think it's very cute i think so too again very she of the time but very cute laurel and so during the party lorelei like gets re-encountered with like a bunch of different people that she kind of knew growing like, what's up. what's it mitzi i think is her mitzi name. is her name who is a and fucking monster She's a monster. When and she, she calls, snaps at the waiter. Call, yeah. I she snapped at the waiter. Mortified. Mortified. Carmela Soprano moment. Uh, 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 <laughs> it, it's, it sends a shiver down your spine seeing someone do that. Oh, God. I would be humiliated. Humiliated. Um, she calls Lorelai Gilmore the scandal girl, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and then she kept bringing up Christopher. And I have to say, the blonde lady, this blonde lady, she kind of looks like Sherry. Yeah, kinda. Like, I thought that she looked a lot like Sherry for a second. I was like, wait, is she Sherry? But she's not. No, but she's I'm not, but she does look like her a lot. She looks a lot like her, and I thought it was interesting that she kept bringing up Christopher. Um, And then we see Lorelai talking to some random guy, and she's like, excuse me, I'm just going to go talk to my daughter. And she's drinking <laughs> a drink with, like, a cherry in it. And I wanted to ask what you think it is. At first I thought it might be a Shirley Temple without enough grenadine in it, but then I thought maybe it's a Manhattan. Maybe a Manhattan? I don't know. Because um, Rory has a Shirley Temple. 
Yeah, I spent this entire time wondering what she was drinking, but like a Shirley Temple would be more pink or red. Yeah. And this is like, looked like plain ginger ale with a cherry in it. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really think about it too much. Yeah. Um, and then Richard's friends, like Rory walks up to her grandpa and he's like, oh guys, this is my my granddaughter. And they all just take out a bunch of checks. And you just know these checks are for like $10,000. Those checks are fucking fat. I wish I knew how much money she made on this. Episode. I oh my god! Just from... Richard gives her two checks, and that's her. What? That's his granddaughter. The so fuck like, are those checks? I think they're probably. Can somebody from a rich family please reach out and let us know yeah. what's appropriate for one of these kinds of birthday? For your sixteenth birthday specifically. Yeah, please. Because that's nothing to sneeze at. That's a big one. That's a big one. But yeah, I was like, that was the first thing that popped into my mind is when they all handed her a check. I was like, oh my god, how much are those worth? I would say probably 5K to 10K is my guess. 5K. 5,000 bucks. That's not a biggie. For these rich people, it's like nothing. Maybe it's yeah. closer to 10K. 10K. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I am i don't know. Money is so fake. $10,000 for a 16-year-old kid? No, it can't be that much. Oh, wait. I'm Googling it. I need to know now. I can't stop I thinking I think about it. from those people, from the business associates, it has to be like maybe like... Almost a thousand. But from Richard, I would only, say only a thousand. Come on, they don't real. know her. I would say that's why I'm saying it's like it's, well, they're business associates of of Richard. I think Richards are probably like a couple grand. But I can't. Okay. I don't think she made fifty thousand dollars right there. For celebrations, what? Hang on. Oh my god, my network got interrupted. Shut up. <laughs> I hate using Google Chrome. <laughs> Um, how much money should you give a child for a 16th birthday? It appears the general amount for a birthday celebration is around $25, no matter what your relationship is. Okay, so this is for normal people, I guess. Yeah. Oh my god! What? The average amount spent per party is $500,000. That is so stupid. That is so stupid to me, that someone would spend that much money on a party. $500,000 for Sweet 16 party? That's more than most people's weddings. That, I mean, I'm outing myself, but that is almost as much as we paid for our house. Yeah. Our house! Yeah. That's a normal <laughs> amount of money to pay. Like, that feels normal. Oh, my God. Fuck! I can't okay. even. Rich people are scary. Oh, my God. Okay, coming back to the episode here. Um... Paris is funny. Paris is funny. Rory bumps into her two arch nemesis. Like, she bumps into Paris, and then two seconds later, she bumps into Tristan. Paris Tristan's like, being like, my parents made me come. It was funny. I love Paris. And then I Tristan even love mean Paris. Just a fucking... Tristan is a twat. He's so annoying. He's like, I'm madly in love with you. She's like, good luck with that. <laughs> that was a very Lorelai thing to say. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to punch him so bad. Like, I hate finally, him. He makes me I think so mad. Bumping into Tristan was all she needed to kind of send her over the edge. And I think it yeah. definitely contributed to her exploding at Emily because she's like, it's her fault that they're here. It's yeah. her fault that I um, had to deal with this. Tristan and Paris are there on her birthday. Yeah. People who she does not like. Yeah. It'd be different so, if Emily like asked her like, oh, who do you want to invite like from school? And she was like, nobody because I hate them. But you can invite Lane. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I fucking hate yeah. Tristan in this scene. Yeah. He's so gross. 
I'm so on Rory's side. Yeah, I'm on Rory's side when she snaps at Emily. And then somehow Lorelai gets blamed. Lorelai's like, okay, how did this become my fault? And I, I agree with her. <laughs> I agree with her 100%. She didn't do anything. She didn't do a thing wrong. Um, she was just standing there while they fought. So, like, don't get mad at her. No. Just... Leave her I... alone. Leave her alone. So she goes up to Rory's room and Lorelai follows her up. And Lorelai's like, are you okay? Like, we just had a major Freaky Friday moment. And I thought that was a good <laughs> reference. Um, and they just kind of start talking about Lorelai's childhood. And, and this like, room is creepy. This room is creepy. She's like, they gave me this dollhouse with the glass still on it. And just shows, like, that was a perfect articulation of the kind of childhood she had. She yeah. wasn't allowed to play with her dollhouse. It no. was to look at. And it was to just, it was to be fancy and to ha- be uphold appearances. It wasn't actually for her to enjoy. And she wasn't allowed to be a child. And I think that Rory finally realized what kind of childhood her mom had and what she dealt with in the scene. She finally kind of cracked the code as and she asks her what her last birthday like in this house was yeah and she's like well it was the birthday right before i had you and they hadn't told anybody about you and yeah and i just came up here and um just in this exact bed and just laid here so sad it's really sad it's crazy how lorelei is positive teen mom representation we got yeah yeah content and media depicting teen moms as like these like whorish promiscuous like nothing going for that bad influence girls and i think lorelei is a really good example of positive teen mom representation because she turned like not that she had to turn her life around from anything she actually had a really privileged life and i think she would have stayed with her parents she would have been fine but i think positive representation in the sense that like she didn't she didn't look at this as a bad thing, and it did not derail her life. If anything, no, if anything like, it made her made a stronger her, person exactly. and made her better. It made her better in the long run, having this experience. And I don't think she would have traded it for the world. And it is nice to see her have this full life still. Yeah. With, like, romance and successful career and all these beautiful friendships and her friendship with her daughter. Right. That she wouldn't have had in another if it things ended differently. Right. Um, so then Emily comes up and is like, oh, there you are. Like, get your asses back downstairs. Like, we're still having a fucking party. This is so rude of you. And she wants to apologize. Like, Rory wants to apologize. But yeah, Emily's she like, bad. no, we'll talk about it later. Like, just go back downstairs. So they go back downstairs and eventually it cuts to just, like, everybody leaving, basically. Yeah. And Emily starts, like, scolding everybody, like, the help. And she's like, I want the cheeses in individual bags. She's on one in this scene. She's on one. She's in a bad mood and she's taking it out on and the help. And Rory keeps trying to apologize and she just keeps dismissing her. Yeah. And, and Rory been... inviting her to the party was so cute. Yeah, she's it's really sweet and genuine and she just like does not give her anything. Emily's like, unfortunately, I'm afraid we already have plans. And that's when Lorelai is like, that's enough. She's like, that's enough. I love this fight because you know this what? This is one of my favorite fights I've ever had. I love this fight because they're both right. Yes. Like... Emily really was has been trying very hard to make a connection with Rory and for her and for Rory to, to be mad at her during the party for something she really didn't under like Emily did not understand that Rory did not like her peers and no. that she de- but Lorelai is right that Emily should have asked yes and but Emily is right about the fact that like Rory was a brat for freaking out like that in front of yeah. everyone 
Like, but if anything, I was right about like you don't know us and you don't understand us and you don't understand me. But then Emily was right for being like, I do know you very well. Yeah. Like, they predict what the other person's going to say. This fight is so much fun to watch. And it's cathartic in a way because it needs to happen. She's like, I know you. And she's like, oh, really? You know me? What am I? And she's like, well, right now you're very loud and disruptive to the entire cleaning process. <laughs> <laughs> They're so dynamic together. Yeah. That's what and it, it just feels, it feels very fluid. It feels genuine. Yep. It feels like it's coming from a place of, it doesn't feel like it's coming from a place of anger. Right. It's they're both trying to say something. To say something, and Lorelai is trying to protect Lore, uh, Rory. Yeah. Because I think Lorelai sees what happened to her happening to Rory in this in this situation. She got steamrolled. And she will not. She's not gonna let them treat her like they treated Lorelai. I think the other side of it too is that Emily really wants to be let in. Yeah. And for the first time in her life, she thought that this was gonna help her get in with Rory, but yeah. it had the opposite effect and she is frustrated by that. Yeah, and it's also um, tough because it's like especially with how close knit the two of them are. It's she like has no space. Breaking to... into a safe. It's impossible yeah. unless they let you in. Which we saw Lorelai doing earlier. And we also see Lorelai still doing it in this scene. She's like, Mom, if you want to get closer to Rory, which I know that's what you're trying to do, you need to come to her birthday party. Yeah, you need to you need to meet her where she is. Yep. Instead of forcing With, her yeah. to come to you. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really like this fight. I love it. I think it... It's it, a perfect fight. It makes sense for everyone involved. Agreed. So then we cut back to their house, and Suki is already at their house preparing the food for the party before they're even awake. Like, that's auntie. Another thing that the review said oh, that pissed me off was that they basically call Lorelai a bad friend because we never see her thank Suki. Oh my god, please! They're they're best friends for life. You don't have to say thank you to your friend for every fucking little they're thing They're literally they like do. family. They're literally like family, like... <laughs> I, it was crazy. It was yeah, crazy. No, I don't agree with that review. In fact, like... We're going to leave them a negative review. <laughs> um, so Rory is up early too. And she's like all dressed up to go to a college fair. And Lorelai's basically like, oh, you're going to get another Harvard brochure. And she's like, yeah. But she shows up and she's wearing Yale blue at the Harvard table. But Paris is wearing red. And I feel like that was purposeful. It's meant to show us that they're like opposites. But yeah. also I think maybe potentially hint at the fact that even though Rory like wants to go to Harvard and she's maybe her personality, she's going to end up at Yale. So Paris shows up and she's like, you can't go to Harvard. Like my entire family <laughs> went to Harvard. She's like, you should go to Brandeis. It's really nice. It's so and fucking funny how shady Brandeis, she's yeah, being it's about funny. Brandeis. It's funny, but Brandeis actually is really nice. It's also in yeah. Boston and I, I toured it as well. It really is a nice school. Yeah, it's a nice school, but it's so funny that Paris she's is like that. looking down on it. Right. She's like, go to Brandeis. Like, if you want to go to a school in Boston and you can't go to Harvard because that's my school, just go to Brandeis. <laughs> like, okay, not not even another Ivy League school, but no. literally just Brandeis. It's okay. so silly. I really it like is. them in this scene. They're also just like, the whole, well, it's a big campus. Yeah. And then she's like, so are you dating Tristan? No, not even a little bit. Okay. Nice party, by the way. And then she just walks away. And it's like, that was our first little inkling that, like, maybe they don't hate each other and yeah. maybe they just... They're, they're getting have, somewhere. Yeah, they're getting somewhere. Slowly but surely, they're getting somewhere. And it's worth it in the end. Yeah. 
So then we move on to the party scene and just the energy and vibe of this party was very much the energy and vibe of like my childhood. Yeah. It's like everyone, all, all the adults are somewhat drunk. The kids are having a grand old time and love that their family and friends are like somewhat buzzed and like acting a fool. And there's like music playing, there's food, everyone's Embarrassing just, stories, laughter, yeah. like. It's really. The whole nine yards. It's really sweet. She opens up a new laptop. Which I is would like, kill for this laptop. There's this guy that I've seen on TikTok who makes iPad cases out of. They're so expensive. They are. I looked into it. Yes. Oh. When I had my iPad, I looked into it, and they are not cheap. How much are they? They're like a grand. What? I'm not joking. No. Yes. Let me look at it. That is excessive. I'm not in support of that. No, because I saw it on TikTok. Can I tell you how much I would be willing to pay? I'd pay like two hundred dollars. Three hundred. Okay, yeah, so would be we're in the same boat. Yeah. Let me... And I'm sure he sources them for way less. He probably buys them for like 100 bucks on eBay and then yeah. sells it for for 1000 Like, okay. okay, and I get it. There's a labor aspect, but like, even so, you don't have to like completely price gauge people. Yeah, it's insane how much money it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing now it's like 750 Okay, that's too much. Too much. It's too much. But, um, yeah, okay, it's anyway, so chic. So, it's very cool. It's a good gift. And then Suki immediately comes and puts the cake right on top of it. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? It's so funny. Out- it's so funny. She blows out the candles and then Lorelai's like, this is a very serious moment. And everyone's very And then quiet, wait, and the funniest part is Lane like subtly moving the boa away from the one lit candle so she doesn't get lit on fire. And her hair. She moves her hair and oh. the boa because Rory's like leaning over the lit candle. It's so funny. <laughs> It's just such, yeah. oh, it's so cute. It's cute. It's very cute. Um, Lorelai makes a very funny joke. She's like, this is a very serious moment and everyone's super quiet and all eyes are on her. She's like, two rabbis, a priest, and a duck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so Lorelai. Like, it cracked me up. She's and just everyone else cracked up. She's a goof. Um, and then I caught a glimpse of Michelle sitting in the back of the room with a frown on his face. He's he showed so up. grouchy. He's that, again... There's multiple people in Stars Hollow who are that attention-seeking friend who want people to try and, like, engage with them and, like, invite them into the party. Yeah, you. No, Luke and Michelle are the two characters that act like that. And we'll talk about Luke. He's fucking annoying. He's so hot in this episode. He is. Um, So, all of a sudden, the doorbell rings. They're like, who the fuck is that? Like, get your ass in here. And it's Richard and Emily. And their faces, and they walk in. Mortified. (laughs) Patty immediately hits on Richard. That's my my soul sister. That's you. That's That's me. That's me seeing Richard. I'm like, oh, hey. (laughs) His wife's standing there just looking at her. And I... It's just so cute. And I... She's like, mom... I love what Patty says about how much yeah. she loves Lorelai and Rory. We love your daughter and granddaughter. She's so sophisticated in a way. And it's such She's a like, good thing for Emily and Richard to hear. Yeah, it is. Like, as if they had some say in it. And I think that's why Emily's just like, thank you. But in her, later on, we get a moment where Emily realizes, like, I had nothing to do with this. Yeah, and it hurts. There's multiple times in this series where we get stuff like that. Like when Mia comes to visit and she gets really jealous of Mia and the influence that Mia had on Lorelai's life yeah. and how she kind of helped Lorelai and Rory. And then Mia recognizes that she's jealous and tries to be like, you really don't get it, do you? Lorelai only relied on me because she felt like she couldn't go to you, but I think she always used me as a substitution. For yeah, me. like a it's surrogate. Not that she, 
Yeah, she wanted you. Yeah, she wanted like, you, but she had me, so that's what she took. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, okay, so Lorelai's like, Mom, can I get you a drink? And she's like, Stoli on the rocks of the Trist, which is just so classy. So classy. Like, Stoli, as your ch- as your choice for vodka, is like just a very classic elderly. Like, yeah, it's of a time. It's of a time. Like, for you to order Stoli as the vodka instead of, like, anything else. Like, for example, context, like... Other people who have ordered a martini classically or, like, any kind of vodka drink. Like, for example, Bette Porter always chooses Grey Goose. Yes. No, no, she chooses, no, she chooses Absolute. So what a gay one to choose. I choose Absolute, too. Absolute gay. It's, it's, I think it's the gayest one for sure. I, I don't know, I don't know. Although Stoli, Stoli is famously also in Rent. When they, when they get vodka in Rent, it's Stoli. Oh, is it really? Yep. I should rewatch that movie. Oh, I love Rent. I know you do. It's crazy. Oh, this is my fucking favorite. I used to have an ex who... <laughs> I'm not going to name drop her, but she hated Rent so bad. Even though we went to see it together in person. and But then later on, she like started becoming like an, a Rent anti and like tweeted about it and was like... That's so funny. She's like, getting older is realizing that all of the people in Rent who didn't want to pay rent were just, like, really immature and stupid. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bitch? You're like, uh, first off, we're anti-landlord. I was like, okay, I'm so glad you're my ex. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. They Emily run out of loves, ice. They run out of ice. Luke comes in. But that, wait, you're skipping over a scene. Emily comes rushing in and she's like, oh my god. Oh, yes, yes, yes. These hors d'oeuvres are amazing. Who cooked this? And she, and Lorelai introduces her to Suki. And then Emily's like, don't forget, I discovered you, and I'm going to make you star. <laughs> and Lorelai's like, Mom, she has a job at the inn where we work Six every day. Six days a week. Do we think that Emily's offer to Suki ever went anywhere? Like, I've never seen them interact again. I don't know. Until, like, way later when Richard's mom dies, and she makes soup. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to the living room and Richard is inspecting Lorelai's fireplace. And like, I would definitely say that this scene probably did not connect with me at all as a child or teen. Like I probably did not even understand what they were talking about, but as an adult with a fireplace, I'm extremely concerned about the fact that he told her her (laughs) fireplace is not structurally sound and Lorelai does not care. Somebody's saying that your fireplace to fry. No. That could literally make your house burn down if she lit a fire in there, or it could literally make your fireplace fall apart and your whole house will crumble. Or, like, that part of your house will literally crumble. Yeah, Luke will just fix it. Luke will fix a... Oh, my God, no. It's a very big deal that they completely downplayed it, and I think that was Of course they downplayed it. Lorelai downplays That's her whole thing. It's hilarious, but at the same time, it's very frightening. (laughs) That is scary. That could cost you a lot of money. Well... Oh, God. Okay. Then Luke comes in. Or, like, Suki interrupts the party and is like, we ran out of ice. And then seconds later, Luke comes in holding ice. Two big bags of ice. He's so perfect for He her. looks so good, and she's so happy, and he's just a good... He's the best boy. Emily sees her, and she's like, oh, Mom, this is my friend Luke. <laughs> and he, Emily... He wraps both arms around her in the hug, by the way. It wasn't a one-armed hug. It was a two-armed hug. Emily's staring is so... She knows. She she read them for filth in that And moment. she says it as much in the next scene. Yeah, she does. Um, Lorelai is just, like, introducing her 
to Luke and she's kind of shy about it. And then Richard is sitting outside and Rory goes to meet him to, and bring him a cosmopolitan. And he's like, I just need to come outside for a second. And like, me, that's me. Emily. Okay, before we move on from that, I I have, like, this really interesting thought on why this is. So, like, he goes outside. She brings him a magazine because she knows, like, he probably wants something to read. Sorry, I don't have a Wall Street Journal. Yeah. And she tells him to take this quiz that tells you whether you're a summer or a fall. And she goes back inside. And then we cut to a scene where Emily is sitting in an armchair. And everybody is talking about funny memories of Rory. And Emily has nothing to contribute. She's just sitting there listening. Yeah, it's sad. She removes herself and goes upstairs into Lorelai's bedroom. And what this said to me, the scene of Richard immediately followed by the scene of Emily. Emily is an outsider in the room where everyone is talking about Rory and the memories of Rory. Richard has literally physically removed himself and is an outsider and is sitting outside. Like, they have different ways of dealing with their outsiderness. She feels like an outsider surrounded by people. And she's she's the odd man out. Richard is just like, I'm so completely, like, different from these people and cannot relate to them at all and has gone outside away from every single person to deal with it. Yeah, but even then, Richard removes himself from, like, when they have dinner and stuff like that. He's always kind of pulled back more than the rest of them anyway. So for I, sure, but like I think at the at the other party, for example, he was willing to stand around with a drink and socialize. In this party, well, he was also doing business. He goes outside and just sits outside quietly by himself without telling anybody. And I thought that was interesting. I find... It just stood out to me. Yeah. I think that there's something there. I think Emily I find a lot sadder. Where I think Richard is kind of... He's more at peace with the fact... Maybe not at peace with it is the best way to put it. But he's understanding that he does not have the same impact in Rory and Lorelai's life that the people around them do. And I... Don't think that makes him sad. I think he's just kind of aware of it, where I think it makes Emily sad. Yeah, definitely. He's aware of it, but he accepts it, and he doesn't have much to say about the matter. So yeah, he he's like, outside. well, being upset about it isn't going to change it. All I could do is just go day to day. Right. And, like, him and Rory have a great relationship that they're building. They do, And it because... only gets better. And him and even him and Lorelai, like, generally get along really well. Right. At, from this, like, starting, like, at this point... Other than, like, she... I mean, it's mostly Emily who's more combatant, and I think that's because she's more emotional about it. I I think definitely Richard is more willing to give them grace, and yeah. Emily is not. Yes, I agree with that. Um. All right. So, Emily goes upstairs, Lorelai goes after her, and they start talking about stuff, and Emily's like looking at a quilt on Lorelai's bed and Lorelai's like, oh, those are made out of Rory's baby clothes. And Emily's like, oh, I hope you wash them first. <laughs> and Lorelai's like, rats, I knew I forgot something. And like, <laughs> it was so funny. I related to that so much. Like, there's there's times where like, Bernie always gets at me for this, where she'll ask me a question. Like, let's say I'm like, sitting on the couch, drinking like a cup of coffee. Yeah. She'll walk in and be like, oh, you made yourself some coffee? And I'll be like... <laughs> or, like, she'll ask me, like, a question that's really obvious and I just lose my patience so quickly with stuff like that. Or she'll be like, I'll, I'll put, like, laundry to wash and she'll be like, oh, are you doing laundry? And I'm like, no, I'm just dumping these clothes into the washing machine. 
I do or that like too. Or like some shit like that. And it's just like so New England sarcastic yeah. ass. Like I have no reason to be a bitch in that moment. But for some reason when it's people immediate. ask me obvious questions, I just immediately fire that I'm like, off. what are like, we wait? Why are you asking me? I can't help it. And then she's like, why are you so fucking rude sometimes? And I'm just like, I just can't with these questions sometimes that you ask me. That happens a lot with me and my mom. (laughs) Where she'll just say something that like doesn't need to be said. Right? Like tell me to do something like that's very obvious. And then I'll get snippy. Yeah, I have no reason to be a snippy bitch. And then it's a thing. I'm sorry, babe. Babe, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> she knows I'm sorry, actually. We talk yeah, about it all the time. But it's also like, I 100% relate to you and Lorelai in that moment, because I would have done the same exact thing. Yeah. I would have just been like, oh, no, totally forgot. Yeah. Which is like, uh, like, duh, bitch. Of course I did that. Of course I washed the clothes. Like, I'm not just gonna, like... <laughs> Put dirty, soiled, baby, stinky baby <laughs> clothes and turn them into a fucking quilt. What yeah, what, know? 15 years ago when I made that? Right. Like, like, be serious. And you're bringing it up now, 15 years later, I hope you wash them. Bitch, it's too late, even if I fucking did yeah, it. Yeah, that shit is in there <laughs> deep. Um, so they start talking about shit, and, and Emily brings up Luke, but she's like the man with the ice. And Lorelai's like, oh, Luke. And her nervous giggling it's is so, like cute. so obvious when she asked if they were dating and just like keeps bringing him up. And she truly does know her daughter. Like she can tell yeah. right away that she likes her. Lorelai also she just him. like has a tell. She has a tell for sure. But I just think it's so cute that Emily can immediately like just knows. Everybody knows except fucking Lorelai and Luke. <laughs> no, ex- it's exactly that. But it makes me happy to see, and it makes me happy to see that Emily is, like, excited about it. Right? Like, she's not dismissive of it. Right. I thought it was really cute, but she just kind of moves on from it, right? She doesn't keep hassling her. She's like, anyway, you like him. I think she knows not to push it. Yeah. Um, so she starts looking at stuff and she finds like a photo of Lorelai in a cast. And I thought it was so weird that Lorelai would keep a photo of herself in a cast on a dresser. But again, suspend disbelief. It's a TV show. But like, why would you keep a photo of such a bad movie? I think it's kind of funny. I think it's funny. I think I would do that. Because <laughs> she, I think it's a silly photo too, which is another reason she keeps it. She's just wearing a cast with, um, crutches. Yeah, but she's a goofy bitch. All right. I Maybe. think it's, I think it, the story she tells also makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, oh, that's probably why. Cause of the story. Um, so then they start talking and Lorelai's like, look, mom, it really meant a lot that you came to the party. It meant a lot to Rory. And she, you know, she only said that. So she didn't want to let on that. It she, also means it a meant lot a, to her. Yeah. Which I thought was sweet. And. And then I took a moment to think about it and I was like, it's actually really cute that Lorelai sleeps with a quilt made out of Rory's baby clothes. Yeah. They're so weird and sentimental and sweet to each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, so Emily goes back downstairs to find Richard and she's like, it's time to leave. And he's like, uh, in a minute, please. And he refuses to leave until he finishes the quiz. <laughs> and of course he's an autumn. I totally agree with that assessment. I agree. I don't even know what the quiz is, and I will say he's an autumn. Lorelai is a summer. Emily yes. and Rory are falls. Lane is a summer. Luke is a fall. Patty and Babette are summers. Yes. What are you? I think I'm a fall. I think so, too. And I think you're a fall. I agree. Okay. No, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, cool. Um, And then they leave, and they give each other, they all give each other hugs, and Richard gives Lorelai 
Um, oh no, Richard gives Rory another check, and she's like, "Grandpa, like you already gave me a check," and he's like, "Well, this, well, just take it." He's like, "Fez is a big city." Yeah, it's so cute, it's cute. how he he's remembers like, that little fact about her. Just a little grandpa. Yeah, and then Rory and and Lorelai are both really happy. I yeah. think that they came and that the situation has been resolved, and they go back inside, and she's like, "Do you want to have a food fight?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we cut over to the car and we close on a scene of Emily and Richard and Emily tells Richard she's right. I, I don't know them at all. And, and it's like a little sad. It's very sad. Um, it's one of those moments that I kind of mentioned in our first episode about how we always see Emily and Richard through Lorelai's eyes. And yeah. when we do, it's antagonistic. But when we see them away from her, they're not all that bad. Like no, they're humanized yeah. a little bit. They're they're normal people. They have emotions. And they're not who Lorelai thinks they are or paints them out to be all the time. No, and I think this they're episode not actually is villains. a good first step in Lorelai realizing that as well. I agree. Of just like, these are, they're complex individuals who are different than me, but that doesn't make them bad people. Right. They just maybe don't always make the best decisions because they're human. Right. Um, and then... And I have to admit, I completely forgot this moment. Me too. Like, watching it surprised me. Lorelai is washing dishes and she tells Suki like, oh, next year we're just going to McDonald's with one of those slides. <laughs> and she looks out the window and she sees Rory standing with Dean in the woods. And Dean brought her a gift. And it's cute. And it's very cute. This is Rory's first secret from Lorelai. Yes. And it's it's really interesting how scandalized Lorelai is about it. It's a perfect ending. I love that she's scandalized. Yeah. And I think she's right to be because, again, it's Rory's first secret that she's ever heard. And it's from her, Rory's first boy. Boy. It's and of course, big. her first secret would be a boy. I of think she course. recognizes how big of a deal it would be to Lorelai. Her daughter's growing up. Yeah, her daughter's growing up. She's 16 now, just the same age that she was when she had Rory. It all culminated into a perfect ending. And she, this is a perfect and ending. And they just for hold this their hand. They just hold hands. Yeah, they don't even kiss. It's very cute. It is very cute. It is a great ending. Early Dean is very cute. He is. He's looking good here. Yeah, he's a cutie. But, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. love this episode. I love what it sets up. I love Emily and Lorelai in this episode. It just is, it's really important for the context, for the future of their relationship. I think this was a great episode, and this is the kind of episode that I would recommend to people yes. who have like never really seen Gilmore Girls and yeah. want to know what it's all about. It really perfectly shows the dyna- the current dynamics and sets up the future dynamics for all the family. It's nice to see Rory's two different worlds collide in a way. Yep. All in all, an amazing episode. Loved it. Yeah. Can't wait to hear what everyone thinks of the episode. Yes, I love, I love. I'm so glad that we watched this one. I hope everyone enjoyed it as well. Yes, please let us know what you think. Please let us know what drink you think Lorelai was drinking in that <laughs> cocktail scene. Um, What episode are we watching next? Again, I do not have it pulled up. I think it is season six, episode 13. Season 6, episode 13. Which one is Your that? note says, huge fight breaks out at Friday night dinner. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> that is literally one of my, f- obviously, that is literally one of my all-time favorite episodes. It's a banger. You all have to go and watch that one, for real. For yeah, real. that's one that I've, I would recommend watching. 
Because you're not going to remember it. You're not going to remember it. It's it's one of those niche episodes where like you don't remember it until you watch it and you're like, holy shit, this is actually really good. <laughs> Please watch it. Please watch it. But until then. Until then, we love you. Leave us a review. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all and that. And Twitter. Yep. And next week is going to probably be a long episode. We're planning to talk about some Last of Us because the finale is airing. Some as, Oscars gossip. Some Oscars gossip. Some Last of Us gossip. Some We're going to talk Scream spoilers and things of the sort. Yep, and we're going to talk about some different shows we've been watching. Yes, so, so it, tomorrow, next week is going to be longer episode probably compared to this one. Although this one's running a, running <laughs> a little long too. I mean, we can't help it. <laughs> but yeah, so watch, watch next week's episode. It is season six, episode 13. Get ready, and we will see you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh my god, he's online! Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.